again, I'm your brother, Paul Orphan, and I hope you are doing fine. I'm also good. Together with me and my family, we are all doing great. Today is the 7th of June, 2020, and I thank God that we have finished with the topic that we've been studying almost three months now. Um, that is, is there any church in the Bible? We have finished that. So, if you uh, did not follow me 
please, I will advise you uh, to go through the Facebook and the YouTube and search for Paul Offin and go through my videos. Then you will uh, find these videos. Is there any church in the Bible? And why are there so many churches? And does it matter which church I belong to? Or all these questions has been answered. They all have been answered. So go through, you'll find it. Tonight, this is a different topic that um, I'm bringing to you. Very different. And I know you will also enjoy it. Now, the topic for tonight is, can a good person go to heaven without being in the church? Can a good person go to heaven without saying that, oh, I'm a very good person, so I don't need to go to heaven to be saved. Uh, I, I don't need to, to go to church to be saved, sorry. So it's okay for me with all these good things that I'm doing. Is it possible that somebody can be saved doing all the good things in the world, but the person is outside the lost church or the person says, oh, I don't go to church. Is it possible that that person can be saved? Often we hear people saying, I don't need to go to church to be saved. I'm a good person and that is enough for me. The reason why people say these things are a number of factors which we are going to go through. Probably the reason why you say you don't want to go to church uh, may not come here, but uh, well, that reason that you have probably will entitle or tie to what I'm going to, you know, present tonight. First, some people say they are okay. They don't need to go to church simply because they are confused to what church to attend, looking at the confusion in all these, you know, Christian world. There are so many churches that people are even confused which church to choose. Sometimes they are right because they don't find which church they think is even suitable for them. And number two is that looking at the corruption and the bad luck in the system, some people are even put off from attending church. Now look at the exposés that are coming uh, these days, even in Ghana. I come from Ghana and I listen to the news frequently and I know what is coming from our waves. How some churches you know, are so corrupt and those who use occultic practices to, you know, do these kind of miracles, the so-called miracles and wonders. So sometimes people sitting there will tell you that, oh, look at what they are doing. Even I'm better than those people who say they, they, who claim they are Christians. So why should I need to go to church? And point number three is, some people are not even sure whether to go to church at all. And point number four is, uh, others also believe that uh, the church is for poor people or those who are in need, who want something, those who are jobless and those who, you know, have nothing to do. They are the people that have to attend church. So, my friend, if you have your business to attend to, why do you waste your time and go and sit in the church? That's all they say. Okay. And the last point I'll raise is, they believe that to be a good person is just enough to qualify them to heaven. So these are a few, you know, uh, reasons why some people say they don't want to go to church because they think um, without even the church, they can still be fine going to heaven with the good things they do. In fact, I must agree that there are a number of good people in our society. Those who are being celebrated because of what? Their generosity to humanity. Most of these people, honestly, are far, far better than many, many Christians. If you look at their generosity 
and the kind of things they do to humanity. And compared to even some so-called Christians and so-called pastors and men of God, you will say that, oh, these people are even better than them. So why do they waste their time in going to church at all? But the question is, can somebody go to church being outside Christ because of the good things, because of his generous heart? Can he go to church without being in the church of our Lord Jesus Christ? Many of those who ask these questions are often confusing the word church to mean the meeting, uh, uh, the building. Or the meeting place. If you say, uh, uh, you know, why don't you go to church? Hmm. And that's building, I will not step in because I think I'm okay. Because some people believe that when we say church, church is the building. Now, let me explain this to you before I continue what a church means. Now, the word church comes from a Greek term or Greek word, ecclesia, ecclesia. I've explained this before. But uh, for the benefit of those who are watching me from the first time, I will explain this. The word church is ecclesia from a Greek term. Now, this simply means a body of people called out. Body or group of people that have been called out. And the term church is found 115 times, about 115 times in the New Testament alone. And it is employed in these uh, senses. Okay. Now, so the word church is simply the body group of people. That is what they call the church. It's not the, the, the material building. It's not the structure that is called the church. You see, some people build a structure and write a church of so-so-and-so or so-so-and-so church. So people have a feeling that is the structure that is called the church. No. The word church means body of people that have been called out. And as I said, in the New Testament, when the New Testament talks about the church, it's talking at first in this sense. It represents the body of Christ worldwide. Worldwide. So when we say church, in the New Testament sense, it's talking about the body of Christ worldwide, over which the Lord himself is the head. Christ is the head of, the, of this body of people. If you read Matthew chapter 16 verse 18, Christ himself said, I will build my church. So the church is uh, for Christ. And Ephesians chapter 1 verse 22 says, he, the Christ, is the head. God has given him authority to be the head of that body. But what I want you to beware is that I'm not referring to denominational churches. When I say the body of Christ worldwide, it's not man-made churches I'm referring to. It's not denominational churches I'm referring to. Jesus Christ has his church that is worldwide. And that is what the Bible refers to uh, in the New Testament. And point number two, the church can also refer to God's people in a given region. So, for example, if you read Acts chapter 9, verse 31, right, this is what it reads. So, the church throughout Judea and Galilee and Samaria had pigs and was being built up and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. It multiplied. The church multiplied. So the church, in this sense, is referring to uh, 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 the God's people in a given area. So say, uh, the church throughout Judea. So Judea is a city that has God's people, okay? Uh, the church are there. So the New Testament says the church in Judea, right? So we have churches and not the denominations. I keep saying this, not man-made churches, not different, different churches. It's just one church that is in Judea. Now, 
In another sense, the church is frequently used as a local congregation or local Christians, right? In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2, God refers to the church at Corinth as the church of God. So the church at Corinth, the local area in Corinth, is the church of Christ or the church of God. Right. In the same way, Revelation chapter 1, verse 11, let's uh, hear what it says. It's, and I read, it says, Saying, write what you see in the book and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus, to Samina, to Pagamon, to Theatera, to Sardis, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. So these areas were the areas where the churches of Christ or the churches of our Lord were based. So it is a local congregation. These are the local congregations, right? And then lastly, the church could also signify a group of God's people assembled to worship. So when the body of people come together to worship, it is also termed as the church of our Lord. You understand? So that is why I said, the church is used, or the Bible refers to the church about 115 times in the New Testament alone. In the New Testament alone. As a result of what I have given you, you have to understand that the church does not refer to the physical structure. Okay? The building, the, the, the one you call the chapel or the cathedral is not the church. But the church is the body of people, group of people that have been called out by Jesus Christ himself. Now, for those who ask this question or who say, I'm a good person, even better than many of those who claim to be Christians. Therefore, I don't need to go to church to be saved. Often what they refer to is that I don't need to be physically present in that church building to be saved. Because when you say, why don't you go to church? They think you are referring them to go to that building before they can go to heaven. The building is not the church, but the people, the group of people, the body of people, that's the Bible term as the ecclesia, the church of our Lord. Now, the question we must ask first is that, and before we ask this question, I just want to point this out, that though some people view the physical structure, listen, some people view the physical structure where the worshippers meet as a shrine or a sacred place. Do you know that? Some churches, they see the church building, the, 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 what they call the temple, or the, the cathedral, or whatever uh, uh, they put there to meet, they see it as a sacred place. But let me tell you, now, referring to the explanation that Paul gave when he went to the city of Athens to preach the gospel, he made them to understand. This is what he said. He said that God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in the temples made by men. Listen, listen, and listen carefully. The God of heaven does not live in church buildings. He does not live in temples. He does not live in cathedrals. He does not live whatever structure that you think you are, you know, going together to worship God. The Bible says God does not live in that physical structure. But God lives within the people called the church, the body. It's not the structure. So whoever is thinking that that structure is what God lives, so when they go there, they behave as if they are in heaven. My friend, you got it wrong. That physical structure, Bible made us to understand that it is not where God lives. Then the question is, do we have to worship God at all? Because some of these people that are so generous in society, that are so good, whose behavior is something that we have or we must applaud, these people can also say that 
They don't think that it's necessary to go to church and even worship at all. They think that when you do good, when you obey the Ten Commandments, when you do this, blah, 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 you're okay. Is that the case? Do we need to worship God at all? Now, from Jesus' conversation with a Samaritan woman, okay? From Jesus' conversation with a Samaritan woman uh, uh, in John chapter 4, verse 23, Jesus says something, okay? He said, but the hour is coming and it's now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. Again, I repeat that line. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. So what Jesus said to this woman is, there's a time coming. And that time is now. That when true worshippers are going to worship God in truth and in spirit. And that is what God is seeking. He's seeking people who will worship him in truth and in spirit. So it is true that we need, we must. As children of God, we are people that have been created by God. We have to worship him. And God is delighted when he sees that his creation is worshiping him. So those who say that it's not necessary to go to church and worship God, I don't know, you've got it wrong. You've got it wrong. Uh, God actually needs to be worshipped. Sometimes you hear some people, uh, our brothers from the uh, Muslim group, saying that, oh, uh, Jesus is not God, so he doesn't need to be worshipped. They've got it wrong. I mean, that is, if that is in the Quran, that is fine. But in the Bible, which is a Christian book, Jesus requires from us our worship that is due him because he is God. Because he is God. Now, from, the chap uh, from John chapter 4 that we read, it means God's creation should worship him. Though God does not force anyone to worship him. Understand this. That is different between that we have to worship God and God is insisting that you must worship him. God does not insist anyone to worship him. But he becomes delighted if he sees his creation worshiping him. That's why Jesus said God is seeking those who will worship him. But he doesn't force anyone to worship him. So if I come to you and say, come, let's go to church and worship God. And say, oh, I don't want to go. I will not force, force you. There's no need. I know there are some religion which use force. Okay? Uh, 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 you know, uh, persecution for those people who do not, you know, uh, uh, um, worship their God. That they, they, they have to force them to worship. My brothers and sisters. The God Almighty who created heaven and earth, he doesn't need you, uh, he doesn't force you to worship him. Because you know why? I'll tell you why uh, God doesn't force anybody to worship him. Though if you worship him, yes, it will be a blessing uh, for you yourself. For you yourself. Why? Because if you read mm, Luke chapter 19 verse 40, when Jesus Christ was entering Jerusalem, listen to this story. And some people were applauding him, singing his praises, okay? Saying, the son of God, son of David, now coming, hallelujah, be the son of David. Do you know, the Pharisees were so envious. They were so jealous. So they went to Jesus and said to Jesus, that teacher, tell your disciples to shut up. Why are they singing hallelujah, hallelujah? And Jesus told them, do you know what Jesus said? If you read, uh, Luke chapter 19 verse 40. He said to them, I tell you, if these were silenced, the very stones would cry out. If even you shut these people's mouth that they should not sing my praises, that they should not worship me, the creation that I have made, the stones, the water body, the sea, everything you see, they will clap for me because I made all these for my glory. So if 
sons of men will refuse to worship God, God will never force anyone. Right? Because his creation even glorified him all the time. So that's what Jesus Christ told him. Now, I know why some people are so confused thinking that the, 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 the temple or the church building or where they meet is a sacred place. Now, back to the Old Testament, you can see that in the tabernacle, that is what the people view it. And we come to that. We come to that. Now, even though God does not force anyone to worship him, if you decide to worship God, then you must worship him according to his own specifications. If you choose to do that. Listen to this. He does not force anyone to worship him. But if you say, I want to worship God, then there is a pattern that you must follow. Right? If you don't follow that pattern and you do your own thing, you can be punished. And we have examples in the Bible where people decided to worship God and they got punishment from it. They've got punishment from it. You understand? Now, listen. In Genesis chapter 4, there are two brothers. They were the first brothers on earth who decided to worship God. Now, the text doesn't say that God asked them to worship him. It is not written anywhere. But all we know is they decided to offer sacrifice to Almighty God. But one of them was accepted and one was rejected. Why was he to reject it? Now, we didn't get to know the reason why Cain's offer, Cain's worship was rejected. But if you come to uh, uh, the book of Hebrews, Hebrews explained it, Hebrews chapter 11, explained it clearly that because Abel offered his worship by faith, through faith. Do you understand? But Cain's not. And that is why God rejected Cain's. So, Offering your sacrifice by faith is what God required. So, here is one example. And if you go to Leviticus chapter 10, there are two priests that also, you know, worship by using burning the incense to God. God killed all of them because they didn't go according to God's specification. So, what I want to tell you is, God is not forcing anyone to worship him. But if you care to do that, then you have to follow rigidly what he tells you now if christians follow rigidly what god tells us we wouldn't find all these divisions across the christian world where people say whatever they want no because man is following his own rules set down rules that is why we found this so these worship that they offer god rejects them but they don't know now back to the old testament You know, God said this in Exodus chapter 25, verse 9. He said to Moses, Exactly as I've shown you concerning the pattern of the tabernacle and all its furniture, so you shall make it. So you shall make it. He said he's giving them what? A pattern. They should follow that pattern. Even back in the Old Testament, God told them that. What about today, Christianity? There's a pattern that we have to follow to worship him. Now, back to our question. The question under the table today is, do I need to attend church or worship God before I go to heaven? Or I'm okay with all the good things that I'm doing in society? That is the question on the table. That's the question on the table. Now, this question has arisen because, has risen because many people have misunderstood the word church. And I've already explained because people are thinking that when you say church, is a building. But I have already explained that when you say the church, the church is the body of people. Right? The church is the body of people. So what it means is your involvement with the people of God or the saints, which is called the church, is what God requires but not physically being in the, in, the, in the building. 
So wherever the body of Christ meets, that is where God requires you to be there. It can be in the building. It can be in the open. It can be under the tree. It can be even in a car. Everywhere the people, that group of people group to serve or to worship God, God wants your presence to be there if you want to worship him. It doesn't matter where they, 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 they you know, gather to worship him. So it's not necessarily where you gather to worship, but what is important is that your involvement with the saints or the body of Christ. Now, Isaiah says that God created man for his own glory. Isaiah chapter 43 verse 7. We were created for God's glory. So we need to, uh, you know, accord God all the, uh, uh, the thanks and everything that God needs. And we can do that when we gather as a body to sing praises to him and also to do everything that he asks us to do. So God needs our praise. He needs our worship. But he doesn't force us to do that. He wants you to do it from your own free will. God is within the people, but not the building. Now, Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 to 17, listen to what Paul says. Paul says, do you not know that you are God's temple? Now, he wrote this to the church at uh, Corinth. And he said that, do you not know that you are the temple of God? So it's not a building. You means that body, that group of people he's writing the letter to. That is the church. He said, do you know that you are the temple of God? And God's spirit dwells in you. If anyone destroyed God's temple, that's the body of the people, or the body of people called the, the saints, and calls God's temple, God will also destroy that person. For God's temple is holy, and you are that temple. You, the church, is that temple. You understand? You, the church, is that temple. So God's temple is the body, the church, the group of people, and not the building. Brothers and sisters, in the early days of the church of Christ, or the church of our Lord, some churches were meeting even in homes. They were not meeting in temples and buildings and, you know, big, big edifices that we see today. But even in home. Now, if you read Romans chapter 16, where Paul wrote a letter to greet all the churches of Christ, you know, across Rome and the other areas. Now, listen to what he said, Romans chapter 16, verse 5. He says, greet also the church in their house. The church in their house. Greet my beloved Epinetus who was first a convert to Christ in Asia. So, in the early days of the church of our Lord Jesus Christ, some group of people called the church were even meeting in homes. So, it's not the building that is important to God, but the body of people. So, my brother, who is doing good? Now, I have... Some people, I come from Ghana, so I know. There are so many good, good people in Ghana who are, you know, doing wonderful. Now, uh, I always admire this uh, politician called Kennedy Japan. Right, I admire him so much. Because this man has a good heart, doing good things to his uh, constituency. Sometimes, you see, he has money, and he donates this money freely. And, you know... Uh, giving people's opportunity to do work. These are fine, fine uh, things that a man is doing. But sometimes I listen to him on the television, his own network, and he will tell you that, no, <laughs> I don't go to church. Church is not my, uh, you know, it's not my way. Honorable. Church is not a building that you enter, but when we say church, in the New Testament sense, it's the body of Christ that God wants you to be involved so that at the end you can also inherit the eternal life. It's not a building. And I can understand that sometimes you people are very confused because of all these churches that are, you know, sprung everywhere and you don't know which one is right. But if you go into the New Testament, Jesus Christ 
build or establish his church. So if you are looking for church, I will advise you to look for the church that was established by Jesus and not a church established by men. So if you are listening to me, I want you to share this video. And if Honorable Kennedy Japan can even get to see this video, I'll be glad. Because I like that politician. Though some of his utterances sometimes, you know, I beg to differ with him. But in general, his behavior, the way he, you know, so uh, charitable to people and, you know, so generous to people. I like that. But this is Christianity. What he's doing is the behavior of a Christian. But that doesn't qualify him to go to heaven unless he passed through what we are discussing today. And it's not only Honorable Kennedy Japan. There are so many, you know, uh, good people. We have so many celebrities in the world today that are, you know, donating their monies to help the poor. Right. But would that qualify them to go to heaven outside the body of our Lord Jesus Christ? That is what we want to find out. We want to find out. Sometimes it, it's, it's so painful that you see people doing good things in society, but they are outside the box. That is my concern. That is my concern. Now, I don't want to be a judge of anybody, right? I do not judge. That what I do is to teach what Bible teaches. That if somebody wants to go to heaven, somebody wants to inherit the eternal life, this is what the person must do. A, B, or C. That is what I tell you. I do not condemn anybody that this person is not going to go to heaven. No, I have no, not, I, I, I have uh, no authority to, you know, do that. But mine is educated. There are good people out there that I know. But tonight, what we are trying to find out is with all the good things these people are doing in their society, are they okay? Are they okay? Now, we're talking about uh, people, you know, thinking that the, 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 the building that they go in is a sacred place. Now, if that is your mind, that is why I want people to go in there, then you are wrong. The building where you meet is nothing but a building where people meet. It can be like your home or anywhere else. If you consider the building as a sacred place because you think God lives there, then you are mistaken. You are mistaken. Those who have this notion have become idol worshippers. Why? In their own churches or in their own buildings. Why? Because some people, you go to some churches, uh, the building, you will see all kinds of images erected in their buildings. All kinds of pictures. Now, what are these pictures or these images doing? They will say that this is images of uh, image of Jesus, images of Peter, image of what uh, 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 Mary. Pictures of all these display in their church building. But the funny thing is, the funny thing is, you go and you see this worshippers standing before this image, putting their hands together and raising their head. Bowing down before this image. What do you think you are doing? You are worshipping an idol. There are so many people that are worshipping idols in their church buildings. But they tell you they are worshipping God. It's not God. Do you know why? Even back in the Old Testament, when God gave them the Ten Commandments, read the first and the second of the commandments. You shall not make any given image in a form of God, with any earthly material, either drawing or any earthly material, to worship him and save him. If you do that, back in the Old Testament, you'll be stoned to death. So all these pictures that you hang in your church buildings, all these images you raise, saying that this is Mary, this is Jesus, this is Peter, and you stand before that, Pray for me and all these things. You are worshipping idols. Why? 
Let's read this. Then you understand. And we will be reading this and then call it a day. And then we will continue this lesson. I know back in the Old Testament, where the God of heaven was believed to be residing the physical structures of the Jewish temples and Jewish tabernacles, Christianity is different. Back in the Old Testament, you see that in their tabernacles, there will be a sign, the presence of God there. Either you see a cloud or smoke or, you know, fire showing the presence of God in their temple. But in Christianity, if you think God resides in that temple, in that tabernacle, in that cathedral, you are worshipping an idol. And that is how Satan has made so many people worshipping him by designing something called Jesus, Mary, or whatever pictures, and then you go there. It's not only in their church building. Some people are sitting in their room and they have a picture called Jesus' picture, and whenever they want to pray, they, they come before this picture and pray. My friend, what do you think you are doing? If in that picture you call Jesus' picture, who told you that is Jesus? Who told you that Jesus was white? No. Jesus was born in Bethlehem. They come from Nazareth. Go and see those people in Nazareth. Look at their color. Are they white? No. You don't know. Somebody is deceiving you. Bringing you all these pictures and say, Jesus, and you are going to stand before that picture and pray three times a day, nodding your head. You think you are worshipping God. You are worshipping Satan. It's Satan that is behind all this. The worship that God is due God, he's been given to these images that people tell that Jesus and Mary and... Uh, but who told you Jesus wants you to worship all these things? So, God does not reside in any of these images. God is within the body of the people. So in Christianity, if you do that, we are worshipping an idol. But let's read uh, Acts chapter 17, verse 24 to 31. Then we finish. I want you, I want you, even if you, I finish this video, please read this chapter again and see that all those who are erecting uh, these, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, altars, uh, claiming that this is for God and sometimes if you are going there don't, don't, don't go there, that is sacred area my friend, you are worshipping an idol in your old church building and it's not God you are worshipping please pass this message to as many people as you want them to know this truth that they are worshipping Satan in this form, but not God why? let's read this Acts chapter 17 verse 24 to 31 now, this is Paul in Athens. And when Paul was in the city of Athens, he saw some people, listen, some people that worship a lot of things. And in the very center of the city, they raised a very big, what, temple. Let me call it temple or altar there. And they wrote on it to the unknown God. And when Paul was passing through the street and saw that, he shook his head and said, and then he called them, you, men of Athens, come, let me educate you. And this is what Paul told them. He said, the God who made the world and everything in it, being the Lord of heaven and earth, does not, and listen, does not live in the temples made by men. Do you hear that? God does not live in a temple made by men, nor is he saved by human hands. You cannot use your hands, make anything, and say that God is there. No. As though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. Listen again, I'll continue. He said, and he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all surface of earth, having determined uh, allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling places. Now, recently, you hear what is going on in America. Racism. Racial routing. That is going on. Why? Because some 
created, some people made by God, do not understand that their other uh, counterpart, colors are dark. So they just belittle those who have dark skin. But what the Bible is saying here is, it's from one person that God, through that one person, all the earthly you know, people on earth came. God is so wise and God is, you know, so beautiful in everything that he does. Human beings, God has made us different colors. Some are dark, some are chocolate, some are red, some are black, some are white. And this is all to glorify the almighty God. But people do not understand why your color is black or white. And they start belittle you. What they are doing is very bad. I must condemn it. But because they don't know God, that is why. Why can you ask God, why God you created somebody dark skin or white skin? Are you God? God has made so many animals, different colors. Look at the bears that we see. Different colors. They are so beautiful. Even when you take dogs. Look at dogs. Different colors. So beautiful. And when it comes to human beings, God has made humans different colors. Then you say, no, no, I don't want to see this color. And some people, even that have that skin, they have to use all kinds of chemicals to change their color to white. Oh, my brother, oh, my sister, you don't know what you are doing. You want to tell God that God is stupid, excuse me to say, to make your color dark or to make your color white. Please. Paul says, God who created heaven and earth made one person, and through that one person, we all came. That is the beauty of God. Now, having said that, let's continue. He said, uh, yet he is actually not far from us. Okay? I think I've jumped one line. He's saying that, uh, that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way towards him. God what? all men to do what? To seek him and feel their way towards him. That is why it's important you need to be part of God's body, the church. You can do all these good things, but if you are outside this body, where do you stand? Where do you stand? So brothers and sisters, quickly, for he said, for uh, uh, yet he is actually not far from uh, each of us. For in him we live and we move and have our beings. As even some of your own poets have said. I'm still reading Acts chapter 17 verse 24 to 31. That's where I'm reading. For we are indeed his offspring. And being then God's offspring. Offspring means children. We ought not to think that the divine being, almighty God, is like a gold or a silver or a stone or an image formed by the act or imagination of man. That is why I said that those people who have all these images and all these pictures in their church buildings, going before there, kneeling, uh, kneeling down before all these images, they are worshipping idol. That is what Paul is saying. He said, don't think that the divine being is like gold or silver. Or being, or what? An image formed by the act or imagination of man. If you see a picture somebody has drawn, you say, oh, this is Jesus. Then you go, oh, Father Jesus, bless me. Then you put image, statue in your church buildings. You go before that, you kneel down. Oh, bless me, bless me. You are worshipping Satan. You are not worshipping God. Some people even have this, the cross, son of cross in, in their homes. And they go there and stand before the cross and chant. I think they are praying. Who told you that the early Christians did that? These are all forms of idol worshipping. But no, they hide behind the Bible. And say that, oh, this is Jesus. It's not Jesus. It's not Jesus. So if you are doing that, it's not me who is condemning you. But that is what the Bible is saying. That don't ever think that the God of heaven 
The divine being is like gold, is like silver or a stone. An image formed by act or imagination of man. He said, don't think that. And then he said, in the time of ignorance, God overlooked. But now he commands all people everywhere to repent because he has fixed a day which he is going to judge the world in righteousness by man whom he has appointed. Hallelujah. So please, in the church of our Lord Jesus Christ, you wouldn't find these pictures and the images there. Because, do you know what? We don't believe this picture you call Jesus' picture is even Jesus. It's some actor that have, you know, got their pictures. And some people who claim to be men of God are using that and worshipping Satan. Brothers and sisters, because of time, I want to pause here. But what I want to tell you is, if you are thinking that if you're a good person, because of, you know, uh, the things that you do in society, so you don't need to be part of God's people or worship God, wait for part two. Wait for part two. And part two, we are going to use the Bible to, you know, find out your stand. Yes, he's a good person. He do arms, charitable things. When people are dying, you see these people are there to save them. But does that qualify them to go to heaven? Or there's one thing more lacking they have to do. Watch out for part two. Next week at the same time. And then you'll hear from your brother Paul using the Bible, which is the word of God. Let's dive through and find out the answers to these questions. Thank you for paying attention to this lesson. Do I need to go to church before I go to heaven if I'm a good person? Is that not enough for me? Today, we have shown what when we say church, churches, that church is not a building. And those who are thinking that the church is uh, the building, they create and put some images thinking that they are worshiping God. They are all worshiping idols because the Bible condemned that. Share this message to us and many as you can. If you get time, please visit the Church of Christ in your community. The Churches of Christ will help you to understand the Bible as it is written by the Holy uh, Spirit. Thank you for listening to me in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>